Welcome to another episode of the Supercharge Your Membership Show. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Kim Searle. She's from the UK in this beautiful island where, if you can see the video, there is a sun actually coming out that looks very lovely. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to get into a conversation of uh, who Kim is and what our business is about and why she's doing it. And then we'll just take it from there. Thank you so much for being on the show, Kim. Thank you so much for asking me, Natalie. So pleased to be here. Thank you. So can you, let's start with uh, sharing a bit about um, who you are, what it is that you do and um, why do you do this? Okay. My name is Kim Searle, uh, obviously, because you've introduced me, sorry. Um, and I'm an emotional mastery coach. And it's been a long journey to come to that um, conclusion. I've done many things. Um, but the reason I've done it is because um, the whole mental health thing at the moment is really, really important. And it's great, because when I tried this 20 years ago, it wasn't such a big thing. It was there. And I think it was acknowledged in some circles, but it was still tucked away. So the mental health thing, massive progress in 20 years, but we're still missing a trick. And I think it's the emotional content because the emotional content is the original driver of keeping us safe or fitting in. And either way, those two things are about making sure that we survive. So when you start to see people experiencing problems in their outside life, they tend to look at their external world. And that's the result of everything that's going on internally. And um, my aim is to help people understand that and then start to do what they need to, because it doesn't have to be like that. Um, and so I guess from my own journey, I've been in corporate. I worked for Vodafone, for listeners who may have heard them. I've worked for Motorola, for those who've heard them, and what is now known as Orange Business Services. I think they were just transferring to that when I moved out. So I've done lots of tech world stuff, project management, and I've been in and around the finance community quite a bit. Um, and so um, most of my work tends to be from that community, but I work with any small businesses who are struggling. So, yeah. Awesome. So you said something really interesting at the beginning when you said that you wanted to do this, but the market was not ready. Like it yes. was too early, right? So like, did you actually try and, and it flopped? Or did you just know that when you started talking about it, people were like, nah, not interested? Yeah, so it's an interesting question. Um, so I uh, was working Orange Business Services and had just learned coaching and thought, yay, quit my job. <laughs> and I did. And I set up and um, I very quickly met my um, future business partner and we set up a business called Relish People Limited because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to relish them. We wanted to nurture them and care for them. And um, we started talking about making big changes and transforming your life and whatever. And somehow it just, it just wasn't working. And, you know, we were talking about this stuff and I think it was, it was still too new, um, for many people. They didn't understand how you could do it or whatever. So, um, it was interesting. Um, we did start, I had, um, I was on a flight to Florida. Was it Florida? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's immaterial. It's a long flight anyway. And I had this brainwave of um, setting up something that would run um, life topics 
so that once a month we'd address a life topic and people could come and we'd invite people. So we used to do a lot of networking and um, people would come to those. We did money, we did relationships, we did work, all manner of different things. Um, And um, sex was a good one. We We had a big turnout for that. They were disappointed oh, possibly with what we were going to talk about. I had no idea. But yeah, so we had a big turnout for that. Um, and we hosted it. We had guest speakers in. And um, it was interesting because, you know, we've got lots of people there, but we didn't get any clients from it because I think it was all just too soon. I think um, people were not yet open enough to say, I've got a problem. Because it when you the moment you say you're, you've got a problem, you're admitting to yourself that you're not who you think you are because we've got this concept of who we are, haven't we? We all believe we know who we are and we don't. We only know the us that we've learned to be. Yeah, I think this is really important. It's like that level of awareness that your audience needs to have. Mm. They know that they have the problem. Are they looking for a solution? Do they know you have a solution? So the, this different um, level of awareness of the problem solution are key because if you come with a solution to a problem that really exists, but people are not have, have not ad- identified with that, you're basically going to talk to a wall, right? It's not going yeah. to register. So yeah. that makes total sense. All right. So so you did these events, didn't get any clients, but got lot of feedback i'm guessing on like well that sounds really interesting and yes like that. um so like i'd love to hear because i know some people are like i don't know if um if what i what i have to offer is needed right um so they might not try it or they try it and they do it all the way and then you know they do everything like you know i'm going to create it and people will come and buy and they don't right yes and then you feel like oh my gosh my stuff is awful and it's really not about that it's about finding the solution and being able to put it in front of the people that actually are looking for it right that's the key so how um how did you go about like how how did this this came about that you're starting to do it and 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 really seeing that people were actually starting to need that emotional piece like how did that pan mm. out? so back then it um it didn't pan out as well as we would like i can't remember why to be fair um because i think we were doing lots and then we had a two or three events that we just had to cancel people hadn't turned up i think they'd they'd um heard enough and what we didn't do and you know hindsight's a wonderful thing i wasn't as um business worldly wise perhaps mm-hmm. as i am now and i'm still not i need your viewers to know i am not yeah completely business worldly wise now but i'm i'm on the journey uh, which is what we all are we're all learning and um, I think looking back, we didn't ask. We didn't yeah. We didn't go back to them. We didn't follow up to say, you know, what else would you like? What would be of interest to you that we could put on? And I, you know, that is something I have learned this time. So I'm I'm very much about finding out what people want. And I'm I'm not great at it, but I'm getting better. And I've got myself a coach in the <clears throat> niche that I'm in or the two niches, one is accountants and bookkeepers and one is small businesses. Um, But he is an accountant who runs his own coaching practice. So I've taken him on as a coach to help me use the right language. 
So I think ask um, people if you're starting out, if you're not getting traction, um, who is your target audience? Sometimes we 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 think oh, what we can do works for everyone and it does, but everyone doesn't listen. So we need to narrow that down and niche. And that really is quite scary for people. Um, so if you need help with that, I'm sure Natalie can help you with that. But once you've niched, you then need to understand um, what it is they want mm-hmm. and you sell them that. Yeah. Not what you do. One of the challenges that I've learned recently is they're not interested in the emotional mastery bit. They just want the solution. So I've yeah. got to go from the emotional mastery, which is absolutely what I'm about, to the solution. And in fact, I'm just developing events now where the title is all positive. It's about the end result, what it is they want. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can do that, the more people will sign up. They may not even know they've got an issue. Yeah. They like the look of that. Or they may not know, uh, or they may know they've got a problem, but they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So um, I guess that's the, the next thing. So it's 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 a journey and you have to work through it and each step will take you further through so yeah. know your audience um understand their language understand what they want and sell them what they want yeah i i think th- this is like so important you know when 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 people say there are no failures there is either success or you learn and people mm. are like well, what do you mean i wanted to do this and it didn't work it's a failure but if you if you can be objective about it and look at the data and look at what it is telling you, but you have to ask, why didn't you join? Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, what what it is that you're looking for. Maybe it's the price point. Maybe it's the format. Maybe they feel they're not quite ready. Right. This is what is going to allow you to adjust your yeah. offer, and that's how you keep getting better. Because if you don't ask. Every time you launch, you're going to relaunch without no, you know, maybe changing a whole bunch of things, but, you know, without really benefiting from what you did. So what it is that I can learn so that I can at least do better. And the people that do big launches, that's exactly what, what they do. They track everything. And they look at every little little piece, every little number. And every time they're like, what number can I improve? The number of people that register and show up. Yeah. The people that show up and buy. I need to work on my presentation, right? The people that visit my site and buy. I need to do better job maybe on my sales page conversion. So that and that's how they keep improving their numbers. But you have to start somewhere, even if it's zero sales, zero, right? It's a start because it starts a conversation with the people that you've attracted. You've attracted them on some level, right? They showed up. Mm. So might as well get some information, right? Out of them because there is probably a gap between your offer and where they are. And that's what we get to figure out. I also love what you said about selling them the result. I mean, people don't buy a course, a membership, a coaching program. They buy a transformation, the result. That's what they want. They don't want hours of videos. Nobody wants that. (laughs) They want a result, right? So that's what we have to sell to them. So I love that you mentioned that. So I'd love to hear how... 
So how do you help them? So you were doing these events. Is that still how you are um, uh, helping them right now? Like what are the um, different ways that you support people like right now? Yeah. So back then it wasn't going so well. Yeah. So I had to go back to work, which is when I ended up at Cable and Wireless thing became Vodafone and doing project management, and program management. And that's when I did the hypnotherapy and everything just wow came together. Mm. Um, and then I was ill uh, in 2018, um, closed my laptop in 2017, December, Christmas, didn't go back to work full time at Vodafone and had to leave because I just didn't know what was wrong. Um so over the last five years, I've been recovering from that. But what happened was that that's when the emotional stuff came in. And I realized, actually, this was really something I could do um, and make progress with. Um, so I started off um, being a midlife mentor because I thought that's good. And it tied in with a book I wrote. Mm. Midlife is not a crisis. Rediscover your drive and reclaim your happiness. Mm. That was a bit of a pivotal moment, but not for the reason I thought because that's where the model that I now use when I'm working with my clients uh, came from. It's not explicit in the book, but it is there. Um, so um, I then moved on through various things, therapeutic coaching, something else coaching, oh no, and so ended up today. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, you, you evolve, don't you? And, yes, um, absolutely. It's It's been yeah quite incredible, really. Um, but at the beginning of this year, it was really quite challenging to get a consistent flow of clients coming through the door. Because people, like you said earlier, first of all, they've got to acknowledge something's not right. Um, and there's a whole heap of things in there. And then they've got to want to be doing something about it. Because then once they know, they'll sit with it. Oh, have, we've all done that, haven't we? We've yeah. all sat with something thinking, oh, it's just, it'll change. Mm, no. And then once they've done that, they've then got to decide who are they going to? Is it is it a coach? Is it um, a mentor? Is it a therapist? Is it something else? Who knows? So it's a bit of a long journey before people come to see me. So the beginning of this year, I turned to events, which is how we got talking, wasn't it? Um, and my events at the moment are masterclasses. So the idea is that I'm, and so it's not dissimilar to what we were running in um, at Relish, but it's now more about the behaviours and outcomes that we get. So I'm talking habits and resilience and uh, communications um, how to deal with those, um, the shadow self as it's known in some circles, that's that deeper part of you that's troubled. Um, and then there's a whole raft of them uh, that I deal with and I'm running them every two weeks at the moment. So they're free, they're three hours. So people get a really immersive oh. experience working with me. Um, for those who are willing to put their hands in their pocket, there's a £47 VIP upgrade and there they'll get something extra that's not in the three hours. And the idea is then that I can fill my programmes, which is the bigger event that we were trying to do before. So mm -hmm. it's a nice flow. People go as far as they want and it's invitation. I am not selling. You either want it or you don't. And either is fine with me. I'm just telling you, this is what I'm offering out. And the invitation is, this is what it looks like. Do you want to join me? And the idea is that they'll do online coaching for 12 months before going into a three day event. But funnily enough, events, people love them, don't they? 
Oh, yes. I'm sure you find that with all your clients. They love an event um, in person, particularly. So yes. we'll we'll see how that goes. But I I've taken that original strategy, and whereas back then it was there was a lot of angst behind it. Mm -hmm. we're gonna have people turn up we're paying for this hotel room for people to turn up teas and coffees and you know it was a great place to network but you know it wasn't it was it was quite worrying because we weren't we were on a shoestring as most small businesses were back then and even now so uh yeah so the events are something i think um are a great way for people to network you know they can come and network and meet others and they'll connect offline they're a great opportunity to explore together. You know, um, I'm I'm more on the positive side than the negative side. I'm not delving deep in things. They can because there'll be some exercises through it. I think the hardest thing is keeping people engaged enough to stay to the end. So I haven't found the answer to that one. Natalie, I'm sure you'll be able yeah. to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so your masterclasses, are they online or are they... Uh, yes okay so they are online okay and uh so, and they are like you said three hours yes right? yes they three are hours every mm. two weeks you do one on a different topic right yes that's you have right. people that keep coming back and um, it's a, a relatively new approach um uh, oh, okay to, to doing it so um i i get the same people liking it <laughs> okay so, so they may they may the still be enough more... data yet yeah okay yeah. Got it. okay not enough data to make that decision but i loved it i i love the idea because i think that especially in your field just 30 minutes or one hour is really not enough for someone to really get immersed into something. Mm. When you talk about mindset and things like that, it takes some time, right? I remember I was in a program where we were doing um, two-day activators and the morning was spent just on the mindset, just getting us ready for the day and a half and to be in that eye level of frequency where we would be creative and creating things. And it takes time for people, especially like when they don't know you and they come to this live event and maybe they are doing something else at the same time or things like that, mm. right? So it's like, and I'm sure you'll figure this out, but it's like stru stru structuring, you know, it um, and then improving it every time you do it, just so that you get people more focused, more committed and, um because once they get that, then they will be, like you said, great candidate for your um, higher ticket. Yeah, thank you. Higher ticket is exactly where it's going. But yeah. I, 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 you're right. And I, I've already done a, a few of them. Um, and never mind what's working for them. It, for me, I'm learning the best way that I can communicate. So I, I have always loved stories love stories from a child all the way through and ironically before I set up in business last time I wanted to be a storyteller of some sort but I had no idea how to use it mm. I'm in a prime slot now yeah. I can use stories all the time Absolutely. and you know I, I I regularly put out a story on my LinkedIn profile that has a message of some something don't always tell you what the message is because people will take from it what they want or they'll ignore it but I put one out the other day about a crow um, and uh, I actually, I was quite surprised, actually. I got some good feedback on that. Not many, but, you know, what I did get was good because it talks about this crow who meets, you know, 
um, this swan and he's very black and he wants to be like the swan, beautiful, white and glistening. And then he meets another bird and he wants to be like that bird. And then he wants to be like the peacock who's got beautiful feathers and lovely colours until the peacock says, you don't want to be me. I'm trapped behind an ivory cage because everybody wants to possess me. You're free. And then the crow realises he's okay as he is. Yeah. Loved it. What yeah. a great story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have I'm to sure be people long. will get the message that they need to get from that. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope yeah. so. It's, it's a beautiful story. So I love stories. And of course, in these events, I've noticed um, the, the the best speakers use stories and analogies mm-hmm. and, um, you know, metaphors for the messages they want to convey. And so I'm working on that at the moment. So I'm I need to revisit some of the points I've made in previous webinars and look to see if I can find a story that makes that point. Yeah, definitely. I think when you mix storytelling in your teaching, then not only people pay more attention, but they also retain better, better, right? You know, when they oh, say absolutely. people always remember how you uh, how you made them feel, right? That's exactly that. I mean, I'm sure you saw the post, I think it was on Facebook, but probably even on LinkedIn when they say, did you remember when, when you were for September 11? Everybody oh, remembers gosh. because there was a lot of emo- emotion attached to it, right? Mm. So if we can share those stories, then what we teach around that is much more likely to stick. I agree. Right? And uh, so that's a great way. And it's a different way to teach. I mean, there are people that are natural storytellers, like they want to they have a story for everything, you know, it's like, it's, it's a natural thing. I, they are. And for they some are. people it's not. And, mm. but that's a, that's a muscle. That's something that we get to practice. We do. And I, and I'm working it because I, I'm sure I am natural, but normally for five-year-olds because my grandchildren are obviously <laughs> having children. Absolutely great. You can tell any story and it doesn't make doesn't matter whether it has a, a, a middle a beginning, middle and end or anything. They're just engaged in the story itself. So <laughs> maybe I need to think more like a five year old. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe that's where it's at, you know, like speak like a five year old. Can you yeah. can you know, can you understand you? So, OK, so uh, tell us a bit more about the next masterclass that is coming up. So when it's is that and what yeah. is it about? Oh, thank you. It's on the 28th of September and it's resilience. Um, oh. I did run that uh, in um, late August, I think. And I, I'm doing resilience because it, it overcomes a number of different challenges that we may have. Um, so be it. Um, so it went out of my head as I said that. How's that? How funny is that? <laughs> so resilience is a number of different things it's 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 maybe energy health um doing stuff that you don't like things that have failed as you said earlier it's not a failure it's a learning but we don't always have the ability to dust ourselves off and pick ourselves back up it could take months it used to take me months when something went went wrong to recover and now can do it much faster but that resilience is really important when somebody says something bad to you or you you hear something that you don't like la 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 la. that resilience is important but not from a forced perspective which is the way I hear a lot of businesses talking about it oh we've got some resilience training for you really 
<laughs> that's not supportive that's we just need you to be at your desk and working <clears throat> I'm sure that's not the intent but that's how it can come across and I, I, it did for me when I was working so it's about taking control now that's a much stronger place to be recognizing for yourself when you need to be able to recover from something faster and very often traditional training around resilience would be very different to the way I look at it. I'm looking at it from a physical perspective, a mental, emotional, and an energy comes spiritual perspective. If people are spiritual and that's religious in some way or spiritual, that's great. And if they're not, it's an energy perspective. We need to be able to top up our energy. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to recently who've been poorly and I've said to them because they're going back to work like well hold <laughs> mm-hmm. you've had a day when you're feeling good how long were you ill oh a week well give yourself another day that yeah. you need to allow your body to recover to uh, to increase your resilience to not falling back again it's you know it's like filling your cup up and you think oh that's full that's fine But what you need is the ongoing inpouring of stuff. So resilience is a big topic for me. um, And that's that is um, I will be talking on all those four levels, what people can do. And I'll get them to share their own stories of resilience. I've already mentioned mine, glandular fever um, and the resilience of dusting yourself off and picking yourself up. But I've done that with business. So hello. (laughs) It happens in all areas, but being able to cope with what life's shit throws at you, basically. Sorry, that's a lot of words. I apologize. That's that's good. That's good. So I I always associate resilience with discipline. Right. In terms of like. And also, like, I mean, doing the things that you said you would do and just like don't give up like too easily you know that's really how I see resilience just keep trying just because it doesn't work once um so to me it has this um uh, yeah I associate this with discipline okay and but and that's not wrong if that's what it is to you that's great and um, I, I, everybody will be different, I guess, which is why I'm also looking at the four bodies, because, you know, that there's it's a behavior, it's a thought pattern, it's how you feel about it when something goes wrong or you're not well or, you know, life's not going as you want. It's the resilience to, as you say, have some discipline about keep going because people do give up too early. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, how many times did you do it once Mm, okay (laughs) and and when you said what didn't work you know everything didn't work was is there a piece that didn't work but some things worked you're right right. yes we tend to throw everything so to me it's really like discipline and commitment as well you know i Mm. associate this you know at um in business and in life and 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 i yeah, I think you're right. People give up too early and uh, because it didn't turn out the way they had envisioned it would. Therefore, it's a failure. Yeah. 
or expected expectations expected. are the worst things to have quite frankly we've all got them an expectation of what the end result will be and when it's not that um then it can be quite difficult you think of a child who's who was expecting a certain christmas toy and when they open their present it's not you can see all over their face their expectation has just gone through the floor and they're seriously disappointed and everything goes at once <laughs> Life can be a bit like that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so tell us, where can we find more information about you? Oh, like, thank you. Yes. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn as Kim Searle, Emotionally, Emotional Mastery Coach. Um, and I've got a webpage, kimsearle.co.uk. So okay. um, people and, can find me there as well. And to find out about your masterclasses on your website, we should be able to find that. Is that um, yes? It's one of the drop-down menus on okay. there. So, um, and for those who are interested, I think it's known as Emotional Mastery on SoundCloud. I actually do have some scripts as well, so mm -hmm. people can make some changes um, if they need to. Uh, some of them are better than others because some of them are more specific, whereas others are broader. Mm -hmm. So, they yeah. might be worth looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So I should mention before we end this episode that we had to pause <laughs> the recording because I went into, I don't know what that was, a cough, a like, I don't know, I couldn't stop. And so uh, Kim just uh, gave me a little EFT session and I was able to calm down. So I just wanted to be raw and I don't like to edit the podcast, but I will edit this because I don't want to hear you hear me cough. But I wanted to let you know what uh, what really happened. And thank you so much, Kim, for being on the show and for helping me today. <laughs> oh, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It's, uh, I've, I've been there once or twice myself, so it's it's uh, it's OK. Never thank before. you so much. <laughs> really interesting. But I guess if it had to happen, I'm glad it was with you. you oh, thank you. <laughs> thank well, you so much. Yeah. And thank wishing you. well for all your listeners who are venturing out in doing uh, what they're doing, because it's it's a it's a difficult time, but uh, um, it's not insurmountable. Yeah, absolutely. There are always opportunities, you know, yes, exactly. changes and and. There is new needs, new problem that arise, so new potential solutions we can create yeah. also. You're definitely somebody who can help them if necessary. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs>